right. Hi, Anastasia. It's Anastasia, right? Not Anastasia. Yes. Anastasia. Okay. Hi, Anastasia. I'm so excited. I really am. I hope you can tell it from my I from my so much voice for people who are listening listening to this. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can tell too. I can tell too. And she actually needs to check me and say, hey, we better get this podcast going because I have another <laughs> meeting. I don't have the time to shoot the shit with you. Let's be professional. So today we are going to get to know Anastasia from Below Deck so much better than what the TV portrays. We're going to talk about how she found her career, how she defines happiness, and we will learn if she's still in the yarding business or if she's out of that already. And then uh, lastly, what she learned from filming a reality show and just juicy, juicy scoop in general. Let's get started. <laughs> Sounds good. How are you doing, pretty lady? I'm great. I'm great. I just got back from a weekend in New York. I was visiting my friend. Um, she was going through a bit of a rough time. So I just flew us out there and we had a wonderful weekend full of love and happiness and she's feeling a lot better. So that definitely makes me happy. And now I'm home and the sun is shining and I'm just happy to be in Vermont. <laughs> Hey, the, the, your Instagram pictures, do you take those pictures yourself? Um, usually I have like one of my girlfriends take them for me. Gotcha. Because like, yeah, I was kind of like, wondering like, if you have person like a because the angles are like, really <laughs> different, especially, I think it was the latest one where you were standing in front of the build the building in New York. Yeah, that was my girlfriend. Yeah, she so took that. that. Was, She's so good at pictures. So it's not like a professional like photo like, shoot. No, you it was not like a like, modeling thing for the no what you were wearing no. or anything. Just my girlfriend and I at the vessel taking some pics on our phones. <laughs> and now you're back in Vermont. Yes, which is in New England. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, is I down south? I'm like, no, it's quite cold here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for correcting me. What That's have okay. you been up to? What have you been up to since we have all seen you on uh, TV? Yeah, so um, wow, since TV, I've been I've done a lot, but um, yeah. most recently this year, um, I spent the first bit of my year in South Africa um, with my friend who I was just in New York with. So that was really fun. Um, that was kind of just like a we need to get out of the U.S. and do something different. So we were in South Africa for a few months. And then um, I, for most of May, I was working on a yacht uh, as a second stewardess. So that was for about a month. Um, and uh, in the Bahamas. So that was really cool. But um, the last, uh, I would say, month and a half, going on two months, I have been um, in interview for a potential new job in finance, which is really exciting. Wow, what yeah, a so, huge I know. I'm making a really big shift, yeah. Um, I still, you know, so Hannah and I have our um, online yachting academy, OITA. 
Ocean International Training Academy. So that is still very much in full bloom. Um, so if you are an aspiring yachty, you can head over to uh, oceaninternationaltrainingacademy.com and um, yeah, you get, get started in your yachting career. So even though I'm kind of shifting out of my physical yachting career, I'm still very much involved in training new people and helping um, aspiring yachties get, get their dreams of, of working on the ocean and getting paid. And everyone, that's Hannah. She's yes. working with Hannah Ferrer, who just recently had a baby from below. Yes. That is a business partner. Yeah. And I will make sure to put the link off uh, your Instagram and Hannah's awesome. Instagram and also your uh, business website so people can check Perfect. it out. Yeah, so you guys will have about- to check it out what uh so what are some of like the stuff that they can learn from your from your academy um so it's really cool because even if you have absolutely no experience and you have nowhere to start say you work in a grocery store you like you don't even have anything to do with yachting it doesn't matter like our bronze course is like a full introductory course of like what is a yacht uh you know what is yachting how you know what is the front of the boat called what is the back of the boat called all the nitty gritty details that you need to know to just get familiar with the industry. And then our courses progress into the silver, which branches off into the interior and the exterior department. So if you've taken the bronze course and you know, yeah, I definitely want to do this. And I I know I want to be a stewardess or I know I want to be a deckhand. Then you can move on to the silver course and it gets into very in-depth, detailed, um, you know, skill sets and things that you need to know to be a successful deckhand or to be a successful stewardess. So you can, you know, you can be somebody who absolutely knows they want to be in the yachting industry, or maybe you just want to dip your toe in. We have a course, course for anybody. So you don't have to have any experience at all. All you need is an open mind, a good attitude and a Wi-Fi signal, and you're good to go. Do you think people can use your course as a stepping stone to be on below deck? <laughs> I mean, probably like it's always good to have some experience. Um, you know, if you if you follow myself and Hannah and the rest of the below deck people like we'll usually post um, you repost uh, casting auditions and things like that that our you know casting directors and stuff will post so just keep an eye out for the reshares if you are interested in being on the show um you can always contact wait what do you mean we what do you mean reposting casting videos you actually have to send in a video to say why i'm interested in no not videos like they're just like um they're just little like posts that casting directors will put up who we follow um, and they'll be like, no, auditioning for Below Deck Med or Below Deck or whatever it is. So I'll just chuck that up on my story because I get so many people asking me, like, how can I be on the show? And I'm like, hit up this casting director and like, you know, say who you are. So when I when I was trying to be on the show, like I I sent in a little video and was just like, hey, like this is who I am. This is me. I'm in yachting. Like I'm a chef. I'm a stew. Like I'd be awesome for your show. So I really kind of just put myself out there and it obviously worked out well for me. So, you know, how you always long, get points for being ballsy. <laughs> how long did it take from you to submit the video and until you hear someone to call you back to be on the show? Oh my gosh. It was months, months and months and months. There'd be months where like, I didn't hear anything at all. And then they'd be like, we're interested. And then I wouldn't hear anything again. So it's, 
it's a TV is a very crazy process. Like you never really know until you know, until that contract is in front of you. You're like, I have no idea what's going on. And then what's the next, and then what's the next step? Do you go on a Skype or Zoom call with them and have an interview? And then like, yeah, it's just like any job, like you got to interview, they got to see your face. They got to know that you're going to fit in and that you're not a complete psychopath. So they got to know that you're like a fun, stable person who can um, mesh well with the rest of the crew. Cause I mean, crew morale and crew dynamic is really important for any boat, not just TV. I mean, you, the crew needs to be able to get along in order to successfully execute a charter and, you know, not be completely like exhausted and upset by the end. Like it's really important that crew can mesh well together. And how long did it take when they say yes until they, you need to jump on a plane and get to this location? Uh, it's, it's different for everyone. It could be a few months. It could be a few weeks. You have wow. no idea. You have yeah. no idea. So you just have to be prepared to drop everything. Pretty much. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I don't know if I can like drop every, everything, especially when that's, you say that. that's how yachting is like that. That's just not like, that's not exclusive just to the show. Like that's just how yachting is. Like you might get a job. Like if you're actively searching for a job, it might take you months or somebody might call you and be like, can you be on a plane to the Bahamas tomorrow? Like you have to just be able to like go with the flow and like have a bag packed and go like it's a very crazy nomadic lifestyle like you just you never know where you're gonna have to be and then how do you get a job on a boat do you is it like there's is it like a craigslist for boat for chief stew and chef uh, yeah i mean a lot of the yachting industry is like there's a lot of like yachting agencies so it is a little bit like craigslist where you can put your cv so you know you put up your profile whatever and people who are looking to hire crew can go on there and say ah oh, yeah this person looks good i'm looking for a deckhand or I'm looking for an engineer or a chef, whatever it is. Um, and then, you know, it's also a lot about like marketing yourself. So like you have to be actively looking, like go down to Florida, you know, go to the, um, you know, yachting agencies and going to the crew houses and going to the docks and having your CV ready and saying, Hey, I'm awesome. Like, look at my CV. Look what I can do. Look how professional I am. Like hire me for day work or hire me for a temporary job. And that might lead to a permanent position. At this point in my yachting career, I, it's very much word of mouth. So like, I'll only take jobs that I know the captain or I know so-and-so, or I know it's a good program and I can afford to be more picky because I have a lot of experience. But when you're first starting out in this industry, you can't be picky. You just got to take what you can get and get some experience on your CV so that, you know, later in your career, you can be a bit more picky with the jobs that you choose. What attracted you to yachting in the, in the first place? How long have you that's been a, doing it? Yeah. Um, so before yachting, I was actually working in uh, a hospital. So I was a nuclear what? technologist. And, yeah. And then I know to finance. Okay. So continue your story. You I know. I, I just, I'm just Very looking for my dynamic. Thing. No, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. We were talking about living life to the fullest before. Yeah, so you are I do. Yeah, I you really do. do. Um, yeah, so I, like I said, I was working um, as a nuclear medicine technologist. That's what I went to college for. And, you know, I was kind oh. of on the path of like 
this is what I need to do, like white picket fence, you know, everything by the book. And then I um, was bartending on the weekend at a ski resort and I met a um, ski patrol guy and he ended up becoming my boyfriend. And in the summers, he was um, a captain in Greece. So he um, had invited me to Greece on a sailing boat for a two week trip. So I told my manager, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on this two week sailing trip. Like, you know, I have enough vacation, whatever. So I ended up going and absolutely falling in love with it. And I, you know, I immediately like took to the galley and like started cooking underway. And he was like, wow, like you're actually like very good at cooking. You know, there's this whole industry where people like you and me can work on boats together and travel the world and make money. And at the time I was like 22, 23. And I was like, oh my God, this sounds way better than working in the hospital. So I quit my job two weeks in to that trip and ended up staying in the Mediterranean for the rest of the summer. And then went home for a month and then immediately got a job in the Caribbean and just went Caribbean med, Caribbean med, Caribbean med. And then when you got a job, was it as a, a stew or a chef? As a chef. As a chef. Yeah. And then for when you went on below deck, did they ask you what, what position would you like to be cast in? No, that's not, it's not really up to me. I mean, I told them, I'm like, yeah, I, I can do stewardessing. I can do chefing. Like I can do everything. So it's kind of, it's up to them to decide like, uh, you know, what the boat needs and, you know, they have to look at the crew that they already have. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's not up to me. <laughs> Obviously, like when I was offered this chef position, that was up to me. Um, yeah. And that, oh, oh my God, I just kicked my computer down. Um, what, was, did we not, what, did we, what did we not see in the show? What were you surprised about the scenes that you filmed that were not added in? Um, I mean, there was just a lot of like really sweet moments between myself and the other crewmates. And I mean, that's just like, it's not really like great TV. It's not that entertaining, but like, to me, it's really special, you know, just moments where we were laughing together, or playing or just chilling together and like having good, meaningful conversations. You know, there was definitely times when we would get frustrated with each other and, you know, obviously afterwards we would always apologize and say, you know, I'm sorry for being a dick or I'm sorry that I just snapped at you. Um, you know, it's a stressful environment and it's, it's easy to kind of just blow up, especially when you're like working 18 hours a day and you're exhausted. Um, so, you know, just those like really sweet moments that, that didn't make it in, which is unfortunate, but I have those memories in my heart. So that's, that's what matters. And I'm assuming that you are not in touch with Mila, right? No, I don't think anyone is. <laughs> but does she actually, I think I remember, like, does she actually went to Cordon Blue School? Because I remember somebody mentioning that, like, when you go to, when you're enrolled in that school, you have, like, utensils, knife that is, like, branded Cordon Blue. So if she didn't go there... I, I don't know the whole the whole thing that's, I mean that's what I said when oh, they asked me when they asked me like do you think she went I'm like listen I was in the galley with her she had all of the branded cordon blue stuff like she had it all and I'm like unless she somehow got it from another student 
I'm like, you don't get those things unless you're a student. So what do you think is going on there? Like, what was she thinking? What made her put herself in that predicament and being on TV? Nobody, nobody understands. It's, it's honestly, it's like not even worth the conversation because it's just like, nobody gets what she was doing there. I mean, nobody understands. She just, she just had no business being there. And I think maybe on other boats she's worked on, maybe her food is fine. But I think for this show specifically and for, you know, Sirocco, like it wasn't, it was not up to par and it was not up to standard. And she just didn't have a good attitude as yeah, well. She wasn't, she wasn't. She didn't have a good attitude. So, and that, and that makes it really hard to have sympathy and it makes it hard to work with someone like that because if you don't have a good you know, attitude and a, and a good outlook towards your other crew. It's just like, all right, well, what are you even doing here? I you mean, know? not only does she, and the whole time, do you not know there's so many cameras in your face and you still, she talk. still talk about the homophobe co- comment. And I understand like I it's, it's a, it's, it's a culture thing. It's the, it's the way you grow up, but you also know that you're in front of a lot of people with camera yeah. for you to feel that comfortable voicing that. I, I, I don't know where she's coming from. I know it's, it's honestly the thing, the thing that frustrates me about that, um, you know, idea too, is that it's a cultural thing. It's like, yes, it is true. It very much is a cultural thing. Like in Russia, they don't, they don't mess around with the gay parade. They don't mess around with that kind of stuff. They don't think it's appropriate, but, um, you know, you look at my mother, for example, she grew up in, you know, Soviet Georgia, you know, and she's come to America and, my mom doesn't have those outlooks on people. My mom very much welcomes whatever you are, trans, gay, black, white, it doesn't matter. She doesn't care. So to blame like your upbringing and your culture, it's like, okay, yes, I understand that's your initial thoughts about things, but you're, you're a seasoned chef. Yeah. You're, 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 you're you have people from different lifestyles. Like yeah, it's it's just it's just a very hateful message, and it's a message that doesn't need to be spread on national television. And like, she could have just kept it to herself, but she didn't. And you know, everybody was able to see her true colors, and yeah, and it did start a good conversation of like how that is still very much a problem in our society, and mm-hmm. you know, in our social climate. And it's I don't know, like it's it sucks that she feels that way. I mean, but you could see by all of our reactions, we were like, get out of here. Like no one wants to hear your garbage. Does she not know about Captain Sandy? I know. <laughs> I don't understand. Does she, I don't think she knew because if she knew and she say it, she say it, I'm like, again, what is your, what are you thinking? But I don't think she knew that. Yeah, I don't know. My thing she sucks. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> like, more keys, eh? She sucks. I feel sorry for her, but I also don't feel sorry for her. I feel sorry for her because I know she's going to get that hate, you know? Yeah. But sometimes you need to, maybe but that's how you grow. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's how you grow. But I, I highly doubt it, but for her, but I, I mean, I hope she's watched it back and is like, oh, maybe I should, you know, not be such an asshole, but 
You never know. She probably doesn't think that way. She probably thinks there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think she's just, I think she might be bought into her own narrative that this is like my culture and how I grew up and this is the way I see things. By the way, what happens if you are assaulted at sea? Um, it's, it's up to the captain. So, I mean, you, so, I mean, say like a guest gets too handsy with you yeah. or like there's, you know, there's a problem between you and a crew member and you get a fight. Um, it ultimately, it comes down to the captain to make the decision of like what happens. Mm. Um, because when you're out in international waters, like your captain is the one who makes the final decision. So they will most likely, um, you know, depending on how far out you are, they will probably like separate you and then probably head straight into like the next port to deal with it um, accordingly. You Same thing if you get hurt or if you need like medical assistance or whatever, like it all falls down to the captain to make the decision. Is there a maximum or minimum days that you can be at sea before returning to the port? It just depends on how much fuel you have. <laughs> Oh, it depends on the fuel and it depends on how, how much the people on the boat paid. Okay, so I guess there's, I, I, I was just wondering if it was like a safety thing, like, okay, no yard bigger than 100 foot can be sailing no. at the sea for like a week without checking in into a port. So no such thing. No. Okay, and have you been propositioned before with Henzi guests? Um, luckily I haven't been, but I definitely have a lot of friends who have been, um, especially like on the Russian boats and, uh, when you have like all male, like bachelor parties and stuff, like I'm, I'm very lucky where I I haven't run into any of those problems. Um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't luckily, but it does, it does happen. What do you mean Russian boats? You mean like there's yarding in Russia? Like Russian Russian people here? Huh? Russian-owned vessels. Russian-owned vessels. Yeah. Usually, the stories I hear, it's like it's it's from these like Russian-owned vessels where it's very inappropriate. How do I how do I say this? Have you ever like be refused to let something be filmed? Um. Well, I mean, when you when you sign up to be on a reality show, you kind of sign away all all rights to refuse like literally the only thing that they cannot film is you're in the bathroom that is the only thing that is off limits yep that's any reality show man and and do all boats have such small living quarters most of them yeah (laughs) oh my goodness i it's just like so are they any a boat that you have worked on before that are a little bit more comfortable? Um, so when I when I worked, uh, just me and the captain on like, a, I worked on a catamaran, um, like a sailing catamaran. We actually were able to have one of the guest cabins as our cabin. Um, so that was nice. I mean, it's still not big, but it's bigger than the normal crew quarters. So yeah, I got to have a guest cabin, which is cool. Do you get recognized? And on yeah, the street sometimes. all the time? The place I get most recognized is usually like in the airport or in New York. I have a lot of followers from New York. So usually I get in New York, people are like, oh, or I get people who like creep on me. They'll like 
put me in their story that they saw me, but then no, oh. they don't come up. And, and then tag you. <laughs> like they just creep on me. And I'm like, guys, you can come up and talk to me. I'm like the normal person. Oh, to be honest, I don't know if I would dare to come up to you to talk to you. I might be one of those creepers. Oh my God. <laughs> like, hey, I spy Anastasia from below deck. Let me tag her. So she knows. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to me. I'm like, I am not like, I was on a one season of a show. Like I'm not freaking like Brad Pitt over here. I come, like, you can come and talk to me. I'm very normal. Yeah, I know. But people equate, once you've been on television, people's perception of you change because I, I started know. to like, will she be annoyed? She's like, oh my God. Okay, so this my friend went to uh, Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant, yeah. and she wanted a uh, she wanted a picture, and she said like, "Not right now, I'm busy." Well, I mean, I Lisa Vanderpump is pretty big. You have to have some tact when you do that because, like, if you're in a restaurant, like, say someone came to me in my restaurant in Sri Lanka, and it was huh. a Sunday brunch, and I was running around, and they asked me for a picture, I'd be like read the room. Like I'm busy. Like I'm running a business. Let's maybe do this on another time. So like, I kind of understand that. Like if you're busy and like, you know, in the midst of like a rush, then like, yeah, don't ask for a picture. But otherwise it's like, I don't know. I feel like people who get bent out of shape about that kind of stuff. I'm like, listen, the only reason that you have any clout or fame is because of these people who watch this show. So if you can't give five minutes to somebody for them to say, hey, I really enjoyed what you did. I loved, you know, you on that show can I have a photo, then you need to get your head out of your ass. Do you have people that are shitty to you, like in your face? Cause like on social media, it's easy, but do you have somebody yeah. like, come on, bitch. I don't like Never. 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 People will be so rude to me online. And then the second I respond to them or I, or I DM them back, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't think you would see this. And I'm like, you messaged me on my personal page. What do you want? <laughs> but I, and that's the thing too. It's like, if they would never do that to my face, never. Like they wouldn't. I mean, you, you would never go up to someone and be like, Hey, I think it was really shitty how on episode three, like you said that thing. It's like, oh my God, come on. Come on, Linda. Have you ever said something crappy in your life? Yeah, you have. But guess what? The only difference between you and me is that I had a camera there and you didn't. Like, we're all human. First, to, to deal with so many people having opinions about you. But as soon as I like learned how to not give a shit about it, then my life became so much easier and I was able to just focus on the positive. You know, I got amazing friends from it. Like Hannah is literally one of my closest friends in this world. We have a gorgeous business together. Like I have a beautiful niece now. Like it's just, I, there's so many great positive things that come from it um, that the, the negatives are just completely outweighed. Now, if somebody says something shitty to me, I'm like, delete. Like, I don't care. Do all I of you? I am my friends know who I am my family knows who I am and that's what matters do all of the below deck people get together from different seasons like are you uh consider yourself a family yeah for sure 100 percent. like I I hang out with people from different seasons from different shows um the bravo what's up with them you have a group uh, yeah 
yeah, like sometimes we get together, like, you know, Alex and I are really good friends. Um, you know, I talk to other people, um, obviously with COVID and everything, it's been kind of hard to get together, but, um, like I hang out with Colin and stuff sometimes too. Um, but the thing that I do that I wish somebody had done for me is usually when the new cast is released, I'll just send out a message and be like, Hey, welcome to the Bravo fam. If you need anything, like you let me know. I know how crazy this ride can be. Um, I'm somebody who understands and I'm here for you. So, I mean, for me in the beginning, like I had actually reached out to Jamie, who was on season three and her and I became friends and she helped me through a lot of things. Is she the deckhand, Jamie? Yeah, she was a deckhand. Okay. I, so I know what you're talking about. Things and I'm, I was really grateful that I had reached out to her and just asked her for her insight. And so now I, I try and do that for as many people as I can, because it, it, it's so weird. It's weird to be on a television show and broadcast your whole life. And it's, but it's fun. I wouldn't change it. And you can hear, can you hear, you can hear people next to you, right? Uh, In uh, your sleeping quarters. Uh, I mean, most people are pretty respectful. Like Yachty's understand that like we all have different, like, you know, hours of work and we have different shifts. Like most of us, like we're not loud. If you want to listen to music, like put your headphones in. If you want to read, like go into your cabin. You know, we have, there's, there's just the kind of like codes of conduct, like unwritten rules with Yachty's just because sleep is like so precious and it's, we don't get enough of it. So it's really important to be like kind of chill in the common areas. Last question. Cause I know you need to go. What do people need to know before signing a reality contract? You need to know who you are. Why do you say that? Know who you are and be true to yourself because the reason why you've been casted or whatever it is, is because they liked you. So like when you go on a reality TV show, just be yourself. Like be true to yourself, be true to who you are. And that's always going to, you know, be displayed in a good way. As long as you're true to yourself, then, you know, you, there's, you can't look back and be like, oh, I wish I did that. I wish I did that. If you're true to yourself, you watch yourself, you learn, you grow. You're like, okay, that thing I did was awesome. Or that thing I said was really shitty. That's okay. Like I learned a lot about myself watching myself on TV and it's, it's a great experience. So just, just be true to yourself and, and don't be so hard on yourself. I don't know. Would yeah. you do a reality show again? Yeah, for sure. Now that I understand it a bit more and, you know, I, I think that I would definitely do it again, but in the meantime, like I, I just kind of want to focus on my career and, you know, creating a future for myself and for my family. So that's, that's what I'm focused on right now. And I'm focused on, you know, Ocean International Training Academy. Like, so yeah, I just, I got businesses, I got careers happening. So that's, that's just what I'm focused on at the moment. You're one of those people that is like really hard to keep up with. Cause you're I know, <laughs> I know I'm always doing something, but that's, that's just who I am as a person. And, and it's what makes me happy. So the way I do it. Yay! Yes. We are on time. I will let you go now. Although, you know, I can go on forever. I can go on for like another hour because I have so many questions. Oh, thank you so much for your time. Of course. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure.